Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sci-Fi Unchained. I want to take this time to invite all of you to follow our social media. It's really easy to find us, Sci-Fi Unchained, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, pretty much, I, I just post a bunch of funny memes, <laughs> uh, pose a few questions, uh, things like that. Uh, it's It's just me talking with all of you guys. That's all. So be a part of the conversation, head on over to all of our sci-fi unchained social media and join in. All right. So for this segment, I wanted to uh, talk about something that I've been rattling around, something that's been rattling around in my brain for a little while, because something that I like to do is uh, write some short stories here and there. And something I've noticed in my own work that I've seen reflected uh, in pop culture and in majorly popular shows, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, Star Wars especially, is an important aspect of all of these shows is they establish their own mythology. But I would... I would argue that a sub a, a sub point of of maybe not that but is it's uh, the cultures formed in all of uh, these maybe it deserves its own point along with mythologies um, but they're usually tied together right like the um, one the one that Disney Star Wars seems to focus on now, much to everyone's enjoyment, is the Mandalorian culture, right? Well, Mandalorians have their own mythos, just like Jedi and Sith have their own mythos, um, like the Gungans, the the Wookies, everybody, even the like Celestins and uh, what are they called, Daveronians. The, the big horn, evil, uh, red skull, Clancy Brown from Mandalorian people. Um, they all have their own culture, but they all but they also have their own mythos. And it it falls under this one big Star Wars umbrella of mythologies, right? They're all tied together. So I, I tried to think of something that doesn't have this. And the, the only ones that I can think of that don't have as a huge part of its story, uh, its own mythology, are science fiction novel series or standalone novels that aren't very successful or aren't very well known. Um, or if they're not using said aspects, uh, primarily culture and um, mythologies, then they have to be really good. Like they, they have to be able to stand on less legs than the the solid pillars of 
culture and mythos would lend to a story like uh, Isaac Asimov I'm reading right now. Uh, I'm, I'm reading the end of eternity uh, and another book. That, uh, the title escapes me, but I'm on Asimov right now. I'm going to be on Ray Bradbury next. And something that I noticed about uh, at least these Asimov novels so far is he relies solely on science fiction and there's no greater mythos or culture tied into the book. Um, you could say that um, a lot more classic science fiction doesn't really have these two aspects either. However, I would argue that those are what create the culture and mythos like uh, the mummy, Frankenstein's monster, Dracula, uh, the Wolfman, H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, all of those are foundation stones for these pillars, right? Um, but if, if you delve deeper into the stories, like I have Bram Stoker's um, Dracula. I, I have this super nice hardback cover. It's got this beautiful silver line engra engraving uh, on the cover. It's, it's gorgeous. Uh, it's a tough read because it's written so incredibly different than anything else. Uh, Game of Thrones is easier to read than that. <laughs> uh, I think it's just because the format is so different. But, um, I mean... Dracula has its own subset of mythologies within the story, but it's very, very minute. It's it's not like it's a part. It's a huge part of um, the story. It's something that helps lead into the story and give the story more weight, but it's not something that the story of Dracula leans on. You know what I mean? Now, take Star Wars as a counterpoint, and it has mythos all over the place, right? The, the cultures are a huge part of the story. I mean, in episode one, they the main characters have this huge culture shock that slavery is a thing uh, with, within the realm of the Republic, Technically, it's within the realm of the Republic, but uh, no, <laughs> the character's like, ah, we don't really care. <laughs> uh, we got Jabba the Hutt out here. We don't need no Republic. We don't need no edge. All right. Um, so, yeah, it, we in episode one, we see um, these core worlders, these these mid-rim worlders go to the outer rim. And it's such a huge culture shock, right? And then we go back to Naboo, and there's culture conflict between the Naboo and the Gungans. Um, you, could, you could even say there's greater culture conflict between say the the trade federation um and sidious 
right? Because the the way Sidious wants things to play out, the Trade Federation is like, uh, are you sure? And I I know an easy criticism of this is just, oh, well, they're just given orders that they don't agree with. Well, look at Sidious in a, in a much larger lens, right? He's a Sith. What's the culture of the Sith? Culture of the Sith is war, manipulation, deceit, death, uh, passions, rage. And what does Sidious drive the Federation to do? Commit mass murder, to uh, invade and occupy a planet. Um to try and, you know, force this trade agreement. Uh, so I, I could I could see ar- arguments being made either way, to be honest. But, you know, it's, it's something pretty at hand that's easy to understand. Um, so, yeah, and, and we see the we see the cultural thing pop up all throughout Star Wars, right? Especially in the Clone Wars uh, animated series. They deal with all these different cultures all the time. And it does play into a huge part of what makes the show great. Like the water war on Mon Calamari uh, between the Mon Cal's, uh, the Quarry, uh, and the uh, CIS and the Republic. So... The, the planet is co-ruled by the Moncala and and the core in the in the Quarren, right? Um, but they have vastly different societal structures. Their their cultures differ slightly, right? Even though they inhabit the same planet, and the the war just kind of stokes these embers. Until they burst into this huge flame that engulfs the entire planet in, uh, in in the in the war, and it makes the 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 arc of episodes pretty enjoyable. We even get Admiral Akbar. Well, back then he's just Captain Akbar, but still, it's a really really fun arc to have. So yeah. Um, I I think if you're going to have a good series, uh, be it science fiction, regular fiction, historical fiction, what have you, it has to have a a strong culture in the story or a subset of cultures, um, competing cultures. It, it, is just one of those layers that we can peel back and dissect and and analyze uh, that once we put it into the context of the story, it gives it more weight. It it makes it more compelling. Uh, it it drags us down with it and makes us want more. Um, so yeah, the culture aspect is very very important. Um, I mean, we see this in non-science fiction too, like Harry Potter, right? There's definitely cultural overtones, for sure. Like the the differences between all of the Hogwarts houses and the Slytherin house. 
right? In Slytherin, certain things are just understood. Like most wizards that go into Slytherin turn out to be douchebags and <laughs> evil wizards, right? Okay, well, why is that? <laughs> um, and, and then they have this pseudo-racial slash cultural thing between half-bloods and pure-bloods and mud-bloods. So they they have their their own spokes on the cultural wheel that that they turn within the stories. Um, I I I think it's essential to almost any larger universe that you want to build. Um, you don't necessarily have to have it in standalone stories, I suppose, like um, I Am Legend. Not necessarily. Um, what What's a big one you could point to? The Matrix, maybe? I mean, because they're not dealing with any cultural issues. Not necessarily. There are cultural aspects that they focus in on, like like the, the surviving humans at Zion, but... Um, it's really, really minuscule. It's barely noticeable. So I suppose you could get away with it if you have enough guns, mechas, giant metal flying octopus squiddy things. Uh, and if you're the Matrix, if you're telling the story of the Matrix, you can get away with it a little bit more, I suppose. But yeah, that's all I wanted to uh, rant about right now. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning back in, and stick around for more Sci-Fi Unchained. But for now, live long and prosper, my friends, and may the Force be with us all.